Hi everyone, and thanks for joining us for a special INE Live today. I'm your host, Katherine Brown, and today is a super special day here at INE as we celebrate 20 years as an organization, two decades of creating what we believe is the best training materials on the planet. And as we celebrate this milestone, we're also celebrating Brian McGann. I know it's a familiar face to most of you, a co-founder of INE, if you didn't know that, here since day one, still here, of course, today, bringing his knowledge expertise and mentorship to the IT community. So we'll talk with Brian and we'll talk about Brian's journey and INE's journey together uh, on this stream. First, as we do each time we stream here on INE Live, just want to let you know that we are streaming live right now across social media platforms, including LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social media platform you're using so you can stay in the loop when we do go live. We love it when you get involved. Talk to us, talk to others in the chat. I love to see these congratulations messages um, coming through. We'll have to make sure that Brian takes a look at these as well once the stream uh, ends. Talk to each other, talk to us. It's why we created this live experience and it's just really cool to see you guys all interacting and networking with each other when we stream. We have a team monitoring chat, so if you have a comment, drop it in there. If you have a question, just do us a favor, put a cue at the beginning of those. So as we're looking through while we stream, we can find those questions easily and work to get you some answers on the stream today. Ask Brian your questions. We're gonna be giving him questions at the end of the stream, so we'll get to as many as we can today, but uh, feel free to, to drop in those comments and questions. Before we bring in Brian, we want to share something with you. Our team put together a short video to bring you some of Brian's and INE's greatest hits over the years. Take a look. say about Brian McGann. Congratulations, Brian, on 20 years with INE. Obviously, you all know he is the networking guru, the god of networking. I had known about INE for years, and I'd known about Brian McGann for years. Uh, both names were incredibly well known in the industry, and Brian was kind of a rock star. Congrats on your longevity. Thanks for all that you do. Brian is just the foundation of this company. He is an expert's expert. Not only does he know everything there is to know about Cisco and networking, but he's always jumping in to help out the rest of us that don't necessarily know everything about it. It just amazes me how much of knowledge he has within himself. It's like 
He is the Google of networking. You know, Brian is just so amazing and incredibly smart and brilliant that it actually has made me question my own intellectual capacity and intelligence. I've actually had to have therapy uh, just to actually work beside him. I know him. you've made such an impact in so many people's lives over those past 20 years. Um, always fantastic with our clients. Congratulations, Brian. It is so great to work with you. And here's to another 20 years of doing excellent things with IE. When you wear your love for cloud computing on your sleeve and everywhere else. <laughs> Big round of applause for Brian. Brian, I was hoping, kind of hoping you were going to still be wearing that suit. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. Unfortunately, the suit is no more. I do not have the cloud suit anymore. Ah, all right. Well, we can't wait to see what's next. Uh, you know, I want to introduce Brian again. Of course, Brian, a four-time CCIE, earning his first at age 20 and becoming one of the youngest CCIEs in the world at the time. Quite an accomplishment. He is CCIE certified in routing and switching, service provider, security, and data center, and has his CCDE as well. To say you are an expert uh, and one of the smartest guys in the industry is a major understatement, Brian. We are so happy to have you here with us today and really just happy to have you with us at INE. We're so lucky. Thank you, Catherine. I really appreciate it. It's always great to hear positive feedback from customers over uh, from over the years. And uh, it's nice to see that that you put that you guys put that video together with some clips over the years as well. It's nice going down memory lane you know, looking back at some of those customers and much, much younger, much thinner Brian over the years, right? <laughs> I was going to say, does that, seeing that video, those pictures, um, just kind of take you back, back in time a little bit? It does, it does, it does. So um, I, I want to start, you know, i &E is a very different company today than it was when it started 20 years ago. Um, right. I wonder if you can just kind of go back in time and tell us how i &E came to be and, and tell us about your role in co-founding it. Right, right. So I originally met uh, my other co-founder at the time, uh, Brian Dennis. We met through an online uh, forum called Group Study uh, that was used for CCIE uh, preparation that we would post technical questions uh, and answer our customers about technical questions. And, and one day we were in the same city. We were traveling, uh, doing classes. We used to travel around and, and do seminars. And we got together and we thought, you know, let's let's do this together on our own. And one of the big differences that uh, that we had in our methodology with teaching is that we would show everything hands on uh, on the equipment. So that was one of the big deals is that when Brian Dennis came on board, he had all this physical these physical routers and switches that he was able to bring with. So when we were able to teach the classes, students were able to get access to that versus going to some of the other schools where mainly you would be just watching. Uh, or, you know, looking at the instructor going through PowerPoint slides and stuff like that. And basically throughout the, uh, the years, it's grown like that, where we've main, uh, maintained a focus on hands-on learning. Uh, and now, especially with uh, the cloud, it's allowed us to uh, kind of expand our, our reach on uh, being able to do hands-on learning, not only in networking, uh, but also in our other verticals like cybersecurity and, and cloud and data science as well. Yeah, so that's one thing that, as I was researching your history, INE's history, and just in my time being with the company, um, that has continued to strike me over and over again is um, this focus on hands-on. And 
you know, going back to 20 years ago, you and your co-founder really just spot on in identifying that big industry gap when it came to actual hands-on training. Um, why is that such an important, really a critical aspect of training? Well, at the time, there was a big barrier to entry in the networking uh, industry because the equipment was so expensive in order to learn how these systems work. So you would have to invest maybe $50,000 in order to get access to this equipment in order to learn how the stuff actually worked behind the scenes. So we were able to kind of disrupt this industry and, and offer uh, our equipment for access uh, on the Internet uh, through what we called the rack rentals at the time. Uh, which there really weren't many people offering that type of service at the time, uh, especially not at the uh, the pricing that we were doing, which was basically just break even for what we uh, were paying for the power and the cooling. So it was it was able to to open up access to the equipment to a much larger range of audience than uh, than was available before, and it it made it much more financially feasible uh, that people could you know invest in themselves in the training and not go you know, $100,000 in debt because of the equipment. So this would seem to be you know, kind, of, kind of common sense, right? But, um, but you need practical, you need hands-on training, right? A lot of companies right. um, and training companies kind of weren't, weren't able to, um, to offer that or didn't offer that for whatever reason. So you know, people had very theoretical you know, knowledge bases, but, but not necessarily hands-on actual experience. Um, why is that experience, actually doing something, physically going over those labs, um, why is that so critical in the learning process? Well, in terms of the, the practical application of it, when you, when you actually use that knowledge and go to get a job, the main thing is that you don't want someone touching your network that's never really actually used the equipment in uh, that type of manner before, because there's a lot of you know, important business applications that are going over the network at, at any given time. But from, from a learning point of view, it's more about uh, the repetition and the, the, the way that you can better maintain or, or better retain, I should say, that knowledge over a longer term uh, period if you're actually, you know, solving the problems yourselves in itself and, and doing a, a discovery deep uh, behind the scenes with the technology as opposed to just reading a book about, you know, okay, this is how that protocol works or this is how that feature works. But once you actually get in to, to start to program the systems yourself, that's when you really learn firsthand, you know, okay, this actually is the behavior of how the system works. And, you know, if I run into problems A, B, and C, I know that I can use resolutions X, Y, and Z in order to, uh, in order to fix them. So I want to stay on this uh, train of thought for a minute um, on these labs, because over the years, over the two decades, um, INE's lab platform has evolved. It has completely changed. I mean, the, the platform that we're using today and that students have access to is, is vastly, entirely different than it was mm -hmm five years ago. I mean, it's different than it was even two years ago, um, right? So I, I wonder if you can just kind of break that down. Our, our lab platform is cloud-based now versus those physical rentals that you were talking about. But can you just kind of break down um, that transition and, and why that happened and why it's been important? Right, right. Well, for pretty much everybody in the industry knows that over the last, you know, five to 10 years, most equipment is, is gone uh, virtual, whether these are virtual servers or virtual routers and switches, meaning that you can get access to a, uh, a not a simulation, 
but basically an emulation of the operating system, whether this be like uh, Cisco iOS or Juniper, JunoS, and you can uh, create uh, like a sandbox lab environment that you can use in order to test out how these different uh, network environments behave. Now, what's great about this is that since it's a virtual environment, the only thing that you really need behind the scenes is just a computer to run it, basically a server. And with the advent of the cloud, not only do we uh, only need a server, but we don't even need our own servers anymore. So we don't have to host, uh, you know, physical equipment in our own data center in order to, uh, to offer these labs, which basically allows us to scale it out, that we can, uh, we can reach a, a larger audience uh, to be able to access these hands-on materials without having to worry about, well, you know, I only have X amount of equipment. That means I can only have 10 students at a time, you know, that are practicing on this, uh, this particular lab at a time. But now that everything is cloud-based, it's basically just whatever the, you know, technical uh, limitations of the cloud are, which are effectively infinite. As, as many machines as you want to pay for, you can spin up in the cloud. But this goes beyond just networking as well. And it goes into the, uh, uh, the other verticals like cybersecurity that we can take the operating systems like Windows and Linux and Mac OS, and then we can virtualize the environments to, uh, to set up labs like you have a web server that you're trying to attack or that you're trying to do some sort of scanning of the network or, you know, different types of environments that you would see in a, a typical business application. And then you as a penetration tester or as a network defender need to go in there and then, you know, make some sort of changes in order to accomplish uh, some sort of goal. But the, the key is that it's available at a much smaller barrier to entry, a much smaller price point into a wider audience than it's ever been available in the past because it's effectively uh, unlimited capacity now. And that seems to be a theme with INE as I'm just listening to you talk about, um, you know, you were talking about when it was founded, it was all about lowering barriers um, and removing right. those and still, you know, you're, you're still using those same phrases to describe, um, you know, what's happening today. So that's very interesting. Um, and you touched on cybersecurity, and that's that's where I wanted to go next. Um, I, INA, of course, started as a networking training company and spent uh, a number of years in that specific industry. Um, but over the years, has evolved into much more than that. And just to take our viewers through a quick timeline, Brian, I know you know all of this, but um, in 2019, INE acquired eLearn Security, followed shortly after by Pentester Academy. And then in 2022, INE acquired CloudSkills.io. And all of these enabled the company to broaden its reach and access emerging technologies to really create training that is, once again, to use that word, accessible, scalable, and affordable. And Brian, can you just give us kind of some industry context um, on why this has been so important for us as an organization and for, for the industry as a whole to begin lowering those barriers and allowing for that cross-training across disciplines? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we'd like to say historically is that you can basically, in your career, you can be a mile wide and an inch deep, or you can be uh, an, an inch wide and a mile deep in, in terms of your level of, of knowledge, in terms of your level of depth. So basically, it means you can't know everything. You can't be an expert in everything. So we know that with today's landscape of, of how the internet works, that there's much more that goes on beyond just basic connectivity that we go that we do in networking. That security from a network point of view, but also from an application point of view, which is our uh, our cybersecurity vertical, is a very important 
uh, aspect of, of today's business continuity. So we wanted to go into this where we didn't think it was appropriate to extend ourselves from networking into cybersecurity. And, you know, I could have said, hey, I'll go get CISSP and then teach these classes. You know, that's not really my level or not my area of expertise personally. So we thought it was better to go out and find uh, experts in that field that would be able to essentially take our uh, you know, our, our kind of blueprint of using hands-on learning and using the level of depth that we did in networking and then replicate that into cybersecurity and replicate that, that into cloud and into uh, and uh, into data science. And I think we've done a great job so far. I think the system is amazing in terms of how the, the lab system works uh, for the hands-on learning. Uh, so for those of you that are watching that are only in uh, networking historically with INE, I would uh, recommend for you to check out some of our cybersecurity classes. Uh, for example, like the EJPT, which is uh, uh, like a associate level penetration testing. There's a lot of very interesting things that you might want to know as a network engineer in terms of how uh, cybersecurity, like hackers, are what are the what are the methodologies that they're using in order to potentially compromise your uh, your network and your systems. Yeah, and it's interesting you bring that up. Just as a side note, we recently uh, conducted a study with um, industry-wide um, examining that specifically. And Brian, I know you you uh, helped us with this survey, so thank you for that. But um, it was really examining the intersection and the growing convergence between cybersecurity and networking. And we'll be releasing that in, um, I think, just about a week from now. So be on the lookout for that um, when it comes out. But it has some really interesting statistics in there about this convergence between these two verticals. Right. Yeah, yeah because the, ultimately, they're not going to stand alone in any uh, enterprise uh, class business that you have the, the the networking unit providing the infrastructure and then you have the applications that are running on top of there. There's going to have to be some sort of communication that goes on with the cybersecurity team. Uh, from a network security point of view, but also from an application security point of view uh, to make sure that the systems are being used uh, properly. So like you said, definitely more than ever, the lines are blurring between the two uh, verticals that they're kind of becoming integrated. Basically, it's, it's access to data, whether we're accessing it, uh, you know, how we're accessing it over the network, we, we want to make sure that we're accessing it in a secure fashion. Yeah, and I just pulled uh, pulled up the survey, give you just a little sneak peek. 75%, um, we, we surveyed almost 2,000 people, um, professionals across, across uh, industries, and 75% of respondents view cybersecurity and networking as either highly interconnected or completely integrated. So just a vast majority of professionals who are seeing and recognizing um, this convergence. And to echo what you said, Brian, you know, as, as you're talking to the networking community, you know, come on over and explore the EJPT, explore the cybersecurity offerings, um, because really it, it will benefit you as a professional, right? right. That, that's where the industry is going. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that that is an intersection here is cloud, is that cloud is effectively an extension of networking, but now we have an additional attack vector that the cybersecurity team needs to get involved in to make sure that you know we're securely accessing that data. So not only is the networking team in, in charge of how do we get to the cloud, 
you know, some sort of hybrid cloud network uh, topology. But we also have to integrate with the security teams to make sure that, you know, we have our policies and procedures uh, working correctly because it's not the same as what we've been doing on premise for the past 20 years. The, you know, the attack uh, potential vectors in the cloud is way, way larger than your traditional on-premise network is because the cloud is basically interconnected everywhere. So it changes kind of your, uh, your thought process that you have to go through as you're deploying these applications securely uh, in a cloud environment. I'm curious, Brian, as you talk to individual students and organizations that INE trains, what are some of the common themes in terms of the challenges that people are facing right now in the industry? Um, I would say it's a challenge of, it's always a challenge of migration. It's always a challenge of migration for, from something to something. Uh, right now, it's a challenge of migration from on-prem to cloud. Um, so how do we deal with these uh, quote-unquote legacy data centers that, uh, you know, my company has been hosting its own data for the past 30 years, and now we want to move it to the cloud. Well, maybe those applications don't natively run on the cloud. So we have some sort of hodgepodge environment where some is in the cloud, some is in the on-prem. We need to connect those networks and, and it affects the, uh, the overall design. Uh, but again, the security definitely comes into play uh, with that as well, because now you have an additional entry point into your network. Not only can you have uh, traffic coming in from your regular normal network connections, you have a potential where you have uh, applications that get uh, compromised in the cloud and then entering over your private network uh, that way as well. So it's basically the, the, the culmination of all three at the same time, the network connectivity uh, on-prem into the cloud and then the, the overarching cybersecurity for both of them uh, as kind of an umbrella. All right, I want to get to some of the questions from our audience. and. Um, Forgive me, it's taking me a moment as I just comb through um, hundreds of congratulations, we love you, Brian, um, notes in here. So you, you will definitely have to go back and read all these wonderful notes um, from people who are watching this. But um, the, first, the first question I wanted to ask, I think this is a great question, comes from uh, YouTube, a YouTube watcher. Um, Brian, from the bookshelf behind you, what was the most important and impactful book that you can recommend for CCIE Enterprise mm. students? Oh, he's going right to it, it's right still, to it. It's still going to be the classic text. Let me see if you guys can see this. This is Routing TCPIP Volume 1. Okay, I swear I don't get Amazon uh, a kickback for this if you buy this book. Uh, this is by Je uh, Jeff Doyle. Uh, he's an amazing author. He wrote uh, Routing TCPIP Volume 1 and 2. Um, it's uh, effectively how IP version 4 and IP version 6 uh, are routed over the intranet uh, and over the internet. So how those protocols work uh, behind the scenes. So definitely um, you need to be an expert in IP uh, in all of its fashions uh, in order to uh, attempt basically any of the CCIEs, whether uh, it is in uh, enterprise infrastructure or if it's in uh, security because you're effectively securing, uh, uh, securing the IP infrastructure uh, whether it's collaboration, you're making phone calls over IP, uh, and uh, so on and so forth. All right. So there you go. There you go. Most impactful book. Brian. Brian's going old school. All right. Uh, the second question, and I, I think actually this comes from someone within. Yes, it comes from uh, from someone within INE. Uh, Moogie. I got to ask about Moogie. <laughs> 
<laughs> Moogie was my when my daughter was, I think, two or three years old. Uh, and uh, our coworker Brian was helping me move my office. Uh, she called him Moogie for some reason, so the name stuck. That's that's his nickname. Is Ryan's nickname is Moogie? All right, Moogie. I like it. Um, all right, another question. Let's see. This is from Igo on YouTube. Thanks for watching, Igo. Hello, Brian. Congratulations. You are an inspiration for many guys in networking. Um, who is or was your inspiration when you were going toward your CCIEs? Um, I do have an inspiration. I have a mentor as well. Uh, my mentor, his name is Maram Chaboki. He's uh, uh, a longtime friend. Uh, he uh, worked for a school in uh, Chicago that I, I was his student when I was uh, 19. Uh, I took CCNA and uh, CCMP, CCIE class with him. Uh, he went on to work for Cisco and, and other enterprise uh, companies doing the same thing that uh, that I do. Uh, but uh, without him, Baram, if you're watching, thank you very much. I owe it all to you. Oh, strong words, strong words. Uh, but Brian, I know that you know, you believe very strongly in the power of mentorship. For sure. Yeah, I definitely have mentored uh, lots of candidates over the years. Uh, and I've always, uh, always encouraged them uh, to continue to mentor other people. And the way that I like to put it is the way that you the, the way that you can know if you really understand something is if you can explain it to somebody else. So I used this methodology when I was originally learning uh, CCIE that people would ask me in the in the same class people would ask me questions, and I found myself explaining more and more and more how the things were working, and I found that that was the best way to to kind of validate my knowledge was to explain it to somebody else. So I would definitely recommend to get involved with study groups, either their local study groups or online study groups, uh, whether you can, you know, do like a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting, something like that uh, to, uh, to help other people uh, get into this industry and, and progress in this industry. It's definitely uh, rewarding at the end of the day to, you know, to help other people out. Brian, any other um, kind of last words of advice for people who are either either following in your footsteps um, or, or just really training within the IT industry? Uh, don't give up. I mean, it's the constant hamster wheel. Everything is constantly changing all the time. And I think that's the understanding we have to come to if we want to be in IT. Uh, and you have to love it. You have to enjoy learning because it's going to be the constant learning process throughout your entire career. Because what's happening today is not not going to be what's happening five years from now or, or ten years from now, so it's not something like you know you you go to be a garbage man you only need to learn how to you know work the garbage truck once right no it doesn't it doesn't change every single year but you know in our case constantly we have to to re up our skills all the time so I would say you know set a realistic schedule of uh, studying you know you can't study twelve hours a day every single day but uh, you know, everything is about small incremental uh, learning. Read a book for 30 minutes a day, okay? e even if it's, uh, you know, uh, every other day. Just set a realistic schedule, keep to it, and then before you know it, you know, you're uh, expanding your knowledge way beyond your, your current uh, information base. That's great advice. And Brian, you um, certainly are the model of passion and persistence. So um, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Before we let you go, 
we, we do have a little, little something for you. We want to present you with a small Aww. token of appreciation uh, from all of us at INE for your time and all the work and energy that you've poured into making INE an incredible company over the last 20 years. We obviously wouldn't be who we are or where we are today without you. And um, I, I can say on behalf of everyone at this company, we appreciate you and admire you so much. So we'll be sending this to you, so be on the lookout. Thank you very much, Catherine. Thing. And thank you, everybody, for watching. I, there's a lot of comments that I didn't get to here. I appreciate all the uh, positive comments from everybody. You can find me on uh, LinkedIn. Send me a, a direct message if you want to. I'm more than happy to chat anytime you guys want. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. Really appreciate it. And that's going to wrap up today's stream. If you missed it live, you can look for the replay across our social channels and on INE.com. Be sure to like and subscribe on the social platform you're using so you can always stay in the loop when we go live. We'll see you next time. Until then, have a great week.